Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the It's More Than Just a Game podcast. And um, for this episode, we're going to be taking a look at the game's, what is it, 2-3 and a preview of game four of the Montreal-Winnipeg series. And there's some other hockey talk that's been going around. And I don't know, first off, Montreal is a win away from their longest uh, playoff run in, I think, what, seven years to this? 2014? Seven yeah. years. Yeah. It was the last time they made it to the conference finals because it's not really the conference finals this year, but it is. Um, I didn't. I caught some of last night's game. I was outside enjoying the weather, and I caught all of game two and one. Um, this Habs team look nothing. They look like the team I saw in January when I thought they were the best team in the entire league because they were like they, they were amazing. Then they hit a slump, and then now they are a win away from the final four. Yeah. Um, I think I don't know if they win tonight. I think I said this before, but if they win tonight, I feel like I'm just gonna have further regret about the Leafs season um, just because I thought if the Leafs did advance that it would be somewhat of a competition against Winnipeg but the way Montreal's looking making Winnipeg look is just unreal I actually thought Winnipeg would be tougher than Toronto when game one happened I know Montreal scored two goals or three goals in the first two goals early on but I'm like Winnipeg hasn't played in a week and a half this is not the real Winnipeg team they're going to come out stronger game two and three they were kind of good in game two, but game three last night they were awful. Yeah, they were they were they were horrible. Um, yeah. I I, knew, I watched I don't, I caught some of it on the end of the radio and on my phone because I was out. But just from the scoreline and that carrying, I take a look at the uh, read off the stats from that game. Montreal thirty three shots a goal to twenty seven. They win five one goal in the first period from Perry, which is really Perry's been unreal. Eric Stahl was traded for a fourth and a fifth, scored in his first game in overtime, first overtime winning goal for us all season long, does nothing, and the playoff comes down. He's like, he's from 2007 again. I don't understand. Same with Corey Perry. Then Lackanen gets a second goal from Danoa and Gallagher. He's fitted nicely into Jake Evans' role through the past two games. And Armia, another shorthanded goal. There's been more shorthanded goals in the series than power play goals. Adam Lowry gets one back right after Paul Guy- Paul Byron gets hit right in the face. Oh, well. Then Suzuki on the power play from Caulfield and Toffoli. Then Army into the empty net at 16-42. And then the ole, ole, ole. That's the first time I've heard that in that building in the playoffs for like seven seven years. So yeah. it was nice to see fans. Army of the first star. Lacken in the second. Price, of course, a third. And then for game number two, which is a one nothing Habs win. Price was the best. Toffoli shorthanded goal. Price was amazing. Heliabuck was also really good. And same. And Toffoli got the third star. Um, Montreal just looked like the better team. They are the better team by far. And you can people. Okay, I'm gonna look. I, I said that earlier. I looked at like some tweets from some really salty people. Um, Greg Wish. I don't know who the hell this is. He's in Greg Wyshynski. Yeah, whatever. ESPN, uh, senior hockey analyst. Yeah, if this is what we're getting <laughs> next year in the NHL, I do not want to watch ESPN at all. I think um, a better job than NBC, but yeah, I think they would too. But I mean, anything's better. They'll still watch it. Pierre Maguire. Yeah. Um, uh, his his tweet. What what this was from last night at eight thirty. Was it last night? Yes, it was. Yeah, what the Habs are doing is extremely impressive against one team that didn't have John Tavares who could play defense, and another team that doesn't have Mark Scheifele and apparently can only play defense when Dylan DeMello is healthy. 
The Leafs went up 3-1 with, with Tavares, without Tavares. They killed them 4 nothing uh, in Montreal. There's, that's not why they lost that series to Tavares. And then, yeah, Mark, Mark Shifley, he did it to himself. How is it yeah. a blight against Montreal when Mark Shifley was a dumbass and did it to himself? And Dylan DeMello, wasn't he the third-pairing guy? Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. I don't think a third-pairing guy is going to make that much of a, a fucking difference. I'm no. sorry. Not a chance. And I, I only knew Dylan DeMello. Because was, he, wasn't he, was he traded in the Carlson He trade? was traded, yeah. I remember, I think we talked about this at the trade deadline episode. That's the only reason I know him, too. Yeah, anyways. And then he says, I mean, I could res- – um, something about Montreal, whatever. He says, I mean, I could respond to this by saying that the Canadians were helped immeasurably by the collapse of the Canucks, the Flames' inability to string more than two good games against Ottawa being Ottawa. Okay, so then by this record, the um, the Colorado Avalanche winning the President's Trophy was only because every other team couldn't get more points than them. Kind of are like – and this guy, is, is he a Bruins fan? He's from America, obviously. I mean yeah. – Greg, which why am I following him? Unfollow. He's from, <laughs> he's from New York City. Yeah. So I don't uh, know why he hates Montreal so much. Oh, I don't. I. Yeah, he said he could respond by saying the Canadians were helped and measure by the collapse of the Canucks. Yeah, I mean, the collapse of the Canucks, I guess, but the Canucks weren't making the playoffs anyway. The Flames yeah. weren't making the playoffs. Maybe Ottawa if you gave them a few more games. But yeah, maybe- Ottawa, I, I do think the thing was, I was worried with Montreal is Ottawa looked really good, but I don't really care. Anyways, regular season means nothing, especially yeah, exactly. after this season. Regular season will mean absolute, it means absolutely nothing. Montreal's best runs, when we talked about it in another episode, Montreal's best playoff runs have not been when they're the number one team in the Atlantic, when they've been the one seed. They made the conference finals in 2010 as the 88 points. Last team into the playoffs. 2014, they made their run as a three seed. They had a, they swept Tampa. Tampa had almost advantage. Montreal was the uh, the three that year. Boston was the one. Tampa two. Montreal mm-hmm. three. Sure, Tampa didn't have Stamkos. Didn't have Bishop. Don't care. Don't get swept four games because you lost your number one center and goalie. And yeah. Win a game. But Montreal's best runs seem to come when they're the underdogs. And yeah. They the bottom again. line, the bottom line here is that it's the playoffs, the regular season. Once the playoffs happen, the regular season gets completely thrown out, and it's a pretty much a fresh start for all the sixteen teams in it. So, I mean, I and don't then like talking about the regular season, yeah, and, and what's even so, worse for Leaf fans now is when they eventually maybe they do have a good regular season next year. I don't know. I've seen some. Oh, let me let me just talk about this trade proposal that I saw. Um, Is it a Marner one? No, it was this. Yeah, it was it was this by Kevin Paul Dupont from Boston. I would move Nylander and shop Tavares at fifty cents on the dollar. Opens up twelve and a half million. See if Florida will surrender Bobrovsky at fifty cents on the dollar. You, this guy what? is saying he'll trade Marner and Tavares for, for Bobrovsky, who didn't even start most of the Tampa series. He didn't play. Mo- Some people. Why would you trade two watch of hockey. our top? Why would you trade two of our top four forwards and players for a goalie who didn't even who's getting overpaid? He didn't start any or rather he only started I think one or two of the playoff games against Tampa. Got pulled. That's that's possibly the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and then we're talking also on the on the, on the talk of the playoffs. Who would have thought Vegas and Colorado would have been tied? After oh, game I know. one, it's oh. 
it's on this. It's why the playoffs are the best. I know, sure, the Mavericks did come back, or the, the Clippers came back after being down 2 0, blah, 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 blah. Don't give a shit. Um, but going losing 7 1 and then losing 3 2 in overtime, then having a really the game, um, game three was at um, Friday night. That was yeah. a really good hockey game. Max Pacioretty didn't choke in the playoffs, he actually scored a game winning goal. Fantastic. Thanks for Nick Suzuki still, although still rather take Suzuki. <laughs> and then last night, 5-1. They just killed them. Marshall's a minute. Yeah, I love Marshall's a great player. I hope uh, I like to see him in Montreal. But Patch Reddy mm-hmm. scored. Patch Reddy's goal was really good. The yeah, Grubauer really should Grubauer probably should have had it. But then, what the hell is goalie interference in the NHL? Um, this is a few years back when they changed the rule. It just completely opened up a new window for challenges and everything. It just completely like, sure the game's over. Forward. Yeah, the game's over. It's four one. With how long was that goal? With seven minutes into the third or thirteen? Yeah. Sorry, into thirteen thirteen into the third. The yeah. game's over. But Brown pushes. You can see his stick flexing. He pushes it into the goalie into the net. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I really don't think Grubauer would have slid all the way that yeah. back just from a, from a weak wrist shot on that. Yeah. I, I, and then how are you going to challenge? How are you yeah. expected to in a, like, okay, we'll go back to the Leafs Habs game six with Perry's goal, power play mm-hmm. goal with um, Keith challenging. I don't really blame him for challenging because there's no clear definition of what goalie interference is in the league. Yeah. Harry the Price NFL, or the NHL rather, they, uh, a few years back when they had the rule changes, they completely redefined or undefined what goalie interference is and was. So now everything pre like 2016 or whatever it was is completely thrown out of the window. And now the coaches don't know what goalie interference is. The rules analysts uh, don't really know what it is. So now it's harder to challenge. You have a lot more challenges of failed challenges and it's crazy. And then a two minute power play criticizing the head coach who doesn't know what goalie interference is. And then um, a few years ago, Price, Price was like dragged out of the net by a Ranger yeah. skate and they called it a goal. Yet earlier this year, uh, Montreal and Ottawa, Montreal got robbed of another point against Ottawa earlier this year. Murray gets pushed out of the net, gets a five seconds. The puck's cleared to the point, has about five seconds to get back in his net, doesn't, and the goal doesn't count. Yeah, and that, then, I, saw, I remember that one. And then you get yesterday, yesterday a guy literally pushes the goalie into the net and it's a goal. The NHL is a joke in that facet, and the NFL is also really, really bad with their with the pass interference. The, yeah, I, they need I, to define. The problem is that they need to define what it is, make it clear, and then you won't have all these challenges and and controversial controversial calls. And speaking of controversial calls, the Yankee Red Sox game yesterday. Let's just talk about hockey, but that was a probably one of the worst strike calls I've seen in my entire life. <laughs> I hate both teams. I, I hate both teams. <laughs> But then I'm watching it again here. I don't know how on earth this, like, I, I don't know. It's like something, something like I do as an umpire, as a when I um end up being an umpire this summer, me become stupid, or like some ten year old umpire, not a professional, calling a Yankee Red Sox Sunday night baseball game. I'm gonna. I'm just watching it now again. It's it's so bad. Oh, what the heck was that? It is so bad. <laughs> I don't know if he saw that, but that was completely outside the strike zone. Unreal. Yeah, I don't think it ever like. <laughs> I, I don't think it ever crosses. Oh, I think it was sorry. it was approach. The ball was approaching from outside. It was going even wider around too. 
And Vasquez, who I like, he's a great catch. He didn't even frame it well. Anyways. And then <laughs> Jared Carabas. He, uh, he asked to, you know, say it's about the club. He has to get his, his Yankees jab in there about how the commentators are so mad. Of course, they're going to be so mad. It's it's a terrible, terrible call. Anyways, um, these playoffs have been unreal. Um, the fans, it's going to suck when Montreal, yes, Montreal is going to win. If they do lose, I uh, will cry. Um, but uh, when Montreal goes to play either Colorado or Vegas, heck, I'm going to say oh, the Jets because I don't want to jinx them. When one of the two teams go play the Avalanche or Golden Knights, you're going to go into a full crowd in Vegas and probably a full crowd in two in a week and a half in Denver. Yeah, yeah. twenty five hundred fans are nice. They were they were really loud last night. They've been they were loud in Game Six against Toronto. Loud last night. Will be loud tonight. But it's such an unfair advantage when you have yeah. a max capacity crowd and then twenty five hundred fans. Yeah, it yeah obviously twenty five hundred fans from Montreal. They're loud. It's nice. But when you go to a building like uh, in Colorado with I think I think I don't think they have full capacity, but I think it's like thirteen thousand or something. So like. 75% and then Vegas is full capacity. So you have, you have a huge amount of fans cheering in the building. Agreed. And that Vegas crowd was really good too. Yeah. And another great crowd was the New York Islanders. Um, yes. I've that always, barn is amazing. I've always liked them, them for many reasons. I don't like John Tavares because I, a, we went to the Leafs B. I don't like, I don't like the NBA too much because superstars, I feel have too much power. And they they just move. If they, if they if their organization is not winning, they just move. And then it makes yeah. it really really hard for smaller market teams. Sure, I like having the players having power. Players shouldn't be stuck like Eichel shouldn't be stuck in Buffalo. But they've given him how they've given he's given them how many years now. I just don't like how small how hard it is for a small market team to draft a superstar in the first round, and then immediately and then want to leave. Yeah. yeah, he gets out of his rookie deal and he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. Milwaukee, Lakers, Clippers, wherever. Yeah, and I, that's why I don't like it. But yeah. Tavares leaving, I never liked because it's a superstar leaving to go to Toronto. Skinny screwed New York over. It's not like he said, okay, I'm leaving in the summer. Trade me so you can get something back. He said he wanted to resign the entire time, so then trade him, and then he screws off and leaves. That to me is saying, fuck you, New York Islanders organization, Garth Snow or Lula, whoever the GM was at the time. I don't yeah. care that you've you drafted me, gave me a chance, and gave me my first payday in the league. I'm just gonna leave. Because yeah, I, I, I know you're a Leafs fan, but still, it's I, I like him coming to the Leafs. But yeah, I mean, he should have at least told them he's like he, he's on his way out. It seemed that he was gonna be on his way out, though. Like, the, I I didn't see him resigning. I know he said, "Oh yeah, I love." Well, his, his words to the New York Islanders were, "I'm yeah. probably gonna stay." Yeah. Um. And their their series is great. I, I they, they've been they've won how many rounds now since Tavares left? First year, three or three or four, maybe even four. Well, Tavares Tavares was there in the 2019 game seven loss, right? Yeah, that was his first year. Eight Actually, yes, he was. Yeah, was I think yes, it was. His yeah, first yeah, yeah. year. So the Islanders. See, this is what I fear, and I think is going to happen in Montreal. I know in 2018-19, Islanders swept Pittsburgh. Then got swept by was it Carolina? Uh yeah, I think it was. Or, or was it Boston? Because I know there's a there's, there's like a sweep cycle. Yes, go, the, the, the sweep cycle when but no Boston swept Carolina, so it must have been they swept them in the finals. They swept them in the um the conference finals. 
Yeah, yeah. Let me just take a look because I'm pretty sure Carolina got swept New York. That sweep chain was hilarious. That was, and, I, and it's probably gonna happen hilarious. this year. Winnipeg yeah. sweeps Edmonton, Montreal sweeps Winnipeg, Montreal gets swept by Colorado or Vegas. I don't think like, I don't. I think Montreal oh, can win one or two. Interesting. I think Montreal can win one or two against those teams, but it is gonna be tough. It's gonna. They're gonna have to play dirty. They're gonna have to get some dirty goals on. It's, it's what Winnipeg and Toronto weren't able to do and why they've lost both series. Winnipeg, yeah. a game away from losing. The exactly. Montreal, they proved me well wrong. I'll give Montreal credit where it's due because they do get the dirty goals. They play hard. And, yeah. So Okay, here. Now, okay, yeah. It was. New York Islanders sweep Pittsburgh. Carolina sweeps New York. Boston sweeps Carolina. So, <laughs> this year we're well on our way to seeing that happening again. I know. I really want the cup final to be Colorado and Tampa. I really, really that's what want. I, that's what I've said from the beginning. Well, since we did the last episode after the Leafs lost, and I still have the same opinion. But I do think whoever wins the Islanders-Boston series, especially if it's Boston, assuming Tampa beats Carolina here, um, they're going to give the Tampa Bay Lightning a good scare. I just don't th- – I like New York. I really do. I like how they play. I like – okay, I don't really like their game, their style, but it works. Barry Trotz's system, their defensive yeah. system, it works. They just need more goal scoring. I don't know if they can get that. Um, if they win tonight, which is nice, I get to watch a game before Montreal's game four. I get to watch the Islanders and Bruins. I don't get to um, have to stay up until 11.30, 12 at night because <laughs> school these days is not going too well. I like sleep. Can't wait. I think we got two more weeks, and then we can watch the – Euros and then the year ending, but disappointing for this playoff series. This round has been definitely the Hurricanes. I expected a lot more of a well, okay. I say I expect more of a fight, but they lost game one, two, one, lost game two, two, one. They're close games, yeah. But you cannot give the Tampa in game number, rather, in game four, they lose six, four. They gave the Tampa Bay Lightning six power plays, yeah. That you can't do that. They cannot do that. Games were good for Carolina, but like they get, they actually put up a good fight and they got one of them. But you cannot do what they did in Game Four. Like it just, it's not. You're not going to win a playoff game like that. Yeah, you're not. And then they and gave up six. Like the shots were even in Game Number Four, where Tampa won six four. The faceoff percentage was fifty seven point nine to forty two point one for Carolina. They out hit them, but then the penalty minutes, fourteen penalty minutes compared to six. You are not going to be beating Tampa Bay by giving them six power plays. No. And then I don't understand why Mrazek started. Nedeljkovic, he was doing good. Sure, he let in a really, really bad, bad goal. And what was it, game two? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. No, it was three. It was one, sorry. It was, it was game one. It was game one. Game one. Oh. Yeah, because – um, yeah, it was with like about six minutes to go. Good draw. Made it 2-1, and then game two is 2-0 Tampa, and then Svechnikov scored late in the game. But um, that series has been underwhelming. Bruins-Islanders has been great. Colorado-Vegas uh, uh, Colorado Vegas has been really good, and Montreal has just been really fun to watch uh, for me. Sure, boring for the neutral fan, but I've, I've said this for so many, so many months. The North Division is not a good hockey division. It is the worst division in the league. 
And Leaf fans are saying, oh, no, you're only saying that because Toronto is in the, the top. Blah, 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 blah. No, it's just a fact. It's just a fact. If you if you realign the league, the Leafs would be the only team in the playoffs and they would be barely in the playoffs. I keep saying this. Actually, I think, I think Winnipeg would have squeaked through. I think Winnipeg actually, I've seen that. Let me double check because you can't, you can't compare points because you can't. Because, oh, because you're playing a weaker opponent. But right. if you if you do change points, this is how the division, the uh, the Atlantic would go at least. And I got to take a look here because this is all you scattered have, around the place. You would have Boston. You would have Tampa Bay. You would have Florida. Uh, no, it'd be it'd be Florida, Toronto, Tampa. Yeah, Toronto would be second playing Tampa Bay, and I don't think they beat Tampa Bay. No. They can't beat Montreal. They're not beating Tampa <laughs> Bay. Um. When let's look at the uh, then the uh, what is it the West, the Pacific Division central. rather? I think no, not it is the Central. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Winnipeg, at least. No, what is? Are they in the Central? Yeah, the Winnipeg's in the Central. Okay, sorry, Winnipeg's in the Central. They had 63 points. Wow, I thought they did a lot better than what they did. 63 points would have put them. Is Vegas in the Central? Uh no, no. It'd be Colorado, Minnesota. Nashville, St. Louis, and oh, um, and then Winnipeg. Winnipeg oh. would be a point out. Oh, okay. I thought you were just naming teams in the division. Yeah, but that also not be in the playoffs at all. So Winnipeg would miss. Montreal would miss by quite a, a lot. Um, Edmonton now, though, for the uh, Pacific Division. Um, Vegas would have won the division. And that's um, that's well, it. Wow, that, that division is horrible. Yeah. If if we had the regular league alignment, then wow, um, what's that? I think Calgary would make the playoffs. Anaheim, Anaheim is in there. Uh, LA is in there. Uh, Arizona's in there. I'm pretty sure. I want to say the the Calgary Flames would have made the playoffs. Yeah, I know. Unless I'm not it's nuts. Unless I'm incorrectly looking at the teams here, it'd be Colorado at 82. Points, yeah. no, no, it would be Colorado Vegas, and then what? The next team, 55 points. Wow. Okay. Well, so I guess the league alignment helped some and didn't. Yeah. Montreal would be what? Fifth in the Atlantic? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they would be. Because they'd be uh, bo- or in front of behind Boston by Hello? a lot. Holy. Yeah. yeah ba- you'd have Boston, Tampa Bay, Florida, and then Toronto. If you're, ju- if you're just going by points, though, then Toronto would be higher. But I don't think if we had the regular alignment that Toronto. Yeah. I think, I think that division would have gone. Tampa Bay. It, let's say they have Kucherov and yeah, Stamkos the entire season. I think they win the division with ease. They get over 110 points again. I think um, Boston second, and then then I go Boston, then I go Florida, then I go Toronto in fourth. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, that's what that's how I I think it'd go. There would have um, been a, a pretty big gap between Tampa and Toronto, or even Boston and Florida. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that division. Montreal, though, I don't know. Last summer, I had hoped that we'd do well this season. All due because of the players. Next season, I don't know what to expect. Because if they play like this, especially if Caulfield does have a really good... Because this is not his rookie year. He played under 25 games. So next year is his rookie season. He could easily win... Uh, what's the Calder? Trophy? The Calder. Um, but I don't, I don't know what to expect. Price won't be as good. Now I'm just enjoying this. I am just enjoying an unexpected run. <laughs> just like last year round. yeah just like last year which is it sucks because if Montreal go to the conference finals like shit we were that close to a Stanley Cup but then I'll, I'll but, be annoyed after like for like a day then like you know what we made it to the conference finals 
when nobody exactly. expected us to be anywhere near yeah. that. And then it's like last season. We beat Pittsburgh. Awesome. I don't care that we lost in six to Philadelphia. We played well. What happened to them? That's another that's another crazy thing about Philadelphia. Philadelphia fell off so much. <laughs> 58 points. It's funny Not we're talking good. about them. It's funny we're talking about them falling off when they only had one point less than Montreal. But no. <laughs> it still stands. Um, New York fires their entire like everybody after getting uh, the, the Rangers, right? Yeah, the Rangers. Because of the after, Tom Wilson statement. I'm pretty sure. Dolan, man, what an idiot. Um <laughs> But this Montreal team does remind me of, of Dallas from last year. A team that yeah. no one really expected to make. Not a really flashy team that made a run. But I'm just enjoying it. I think these playoffs have been a lot of fun. Especially the second round. All the series are close, minus Montreal. Tampa Bay, sure, they're a win away. But... um I get a game back, but... Um, the draft lottery also happened last week. And I was actually really happy. With the draft lottery. I hate it when an undeserved team moves up 10 spots because I really, that's controversial. I don't want the draft lottery. I want it gone. I like how the NFL does it. If you suck, you deserve to suck and you deserve to have a reward for sucking. Yeah. The, the only thing that made me mad last year was the draft lottery. Uh, I know, the, tip, the NHL draft lottery ball. last year. Yeah. Because the team that got eliminated from the playoffs should have never even gotten it in the first. Yeah, I know. Why the hell were they the one to pick? Yeah. Like, I, I'm sorry, that's that not was fair. so unreal. The way they jumped, I was in shock when I saw that. I could not believe it. But then I watched, and then I watched the Toronto, or I watched the draft lottery the day after the Toronto series, and then I was just even further disappointed. Like, and then they, the I, I don't know who the woman, the blonde woman on NHL, NHL Network confirming what every team's logo looked like last year. It's like, is oh, this the yeah, logo yeah, yeah. of the New York Rangers? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. Um, but, I don't know, it's just, this is the first time in what? How long that the first overall picks actually, since Buffalo. Buffalo since the last 18, Buffalo, yeah. Since Buffalo in 18 and Toronto in 16. The, the pick yeah. went to, like, the Devils twice. Philly had the second pick, Nolan Patrick. Mm-hmm. He's not turned out as well as people would have liked. I hear he could be traded, but um, more on the Leaf rumor side, there are there's rumors about them acquiring a a like a, a big or household. I don't know the way uh, Chris Johnson worded it, but um, like a decent American player in the summer. They're trying to um acquire like a Konechny or a Dvorak or someone in the summer. Yeah. I, the lease offseason is going to be so interesting because there's just there's so many missing pieces and there's so many non-missing pieces at the same time. Like here's here's the other uh, tweet. Um, this is from Chris Chris Johnson on the Steve Dangle podcast. The Maple Leafs are likely acquiring a player on an American team that didn't make the playoffs this year that has multiple years left on their contract. So but, that's yeah. something. I yeah I just yeah I just seeing the tweet now like. I don't know. That could be anyone. It could. It could. It could, could be. be it could be anyone. Players. They're talking about Travis Konechny, uh, Dvorak, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, perhaps Jack Eichel, but that's not what Toronto needs. No. Um, I was watch. I've watched a few videos from the hockey guy on YouTube and all these other hockey uh, people on the internet podcast. The Leafs have an issue with their core. Um, 
I think it was actually 2BC, this YouTuber I used to watch. He did a video last night. Teams that struggle in the playoffs stay together. Tampa Bay got swept a few years ago by Columbus, which is one of the biggest upsets of all time. In my, I think it's the, the biggest upset in playoff history in the NHL. So for them to do that, and then they kept their team together. They added some few like Goodrow. They added Goodrow and who's the other guy? Coleman. Blake yeah, Coleman. Yeah, Blake Coleman. And then they won the cup. The Leafs, if you go back 2018-19 to now, it's a completely different team for the Leafs. The bottom six is is completely, completely, completely different. And bottom, that's a problem. Yeah. The bottom it, six shuffles every year. It gets shuffled every year. There's different players coming in and out. Um, yeah. Go ahead. And there's – kind of, like the intangibles of playoff hockey, the video is called. It's like goaltending and chemistry are two keys. You cannot mm-hmm. build chemistry when your top six, your bottom six shuffles every year. You can't build chemistry over a season. Yeah. Especially if you're going to go on a cup run. Even from last year, the bottom six is completely different. Like, we only had a couple of returning players. Spezza. And this year, this year, the same thing. You're going to, yeah. you're going to, like, I wonder what your, what's your take on Hyman, the Hyman situation? What's the max you give him? Because I was talking to family members or Leaf fans, and they like Hyman, but they they don't want to pay him $6 Because I no. compare him to a guy like Gallagher. Same type yeah, of skill set. Exactly. And then Gallagher, sure. Gallagher got six million for six years. That's a lot for Gallagher, but there's a reason he got that much. He yeah. has been the heart and soul for Montreal since 2015. So you have to pay a player like that. Does this Hyman deserve Gallagher scored massive goals for Montreal? He scored the game, the, the game-winning goal, I think, in the 2015 sec, uh, first round to beat the Senators in game six. He scored the game-winning goal or the first goal of the Leaf. The game was over. Montreal went up one nothing in game seven. So I'm going to call it the game-winning goal, even though it wasn't. He scored the first goal in Game 7. He scored a really big goal in Game 1 against the Jets to put that one away at 4-2. He's the heart and soul of the team, and he deserved a big contract. But for a guy like Zach Hyman, who... I don't know. There's a room apparently seven years at 4.2 million, which is equivalent to five years at six. I don't think he deserves over five or five and a half. But... No. He's and another the joke I've heard is well, it's not a joke. I think it's a joke. He's gonna take a hometown discount. No, he's not. He's a 28 year old. This is his biggest payday. He's not gonna take a paycheck or pay cut to play on the Maple Leafs who have choked. Like why? I don't know who yeah. the hell would want to play on that team. I know. I'm I don't even think Spets is gonna want to come back. Like I I don't even know why he came back after this year. I I was glad to have him back, but I I don't understand why he came back, especially after how last year or two years ago ended or whatever. Um, but my take on Hyman is that, yeah, I don't think he should get over $5 million. I think he may get over $5 million. I don't know why Dubas would pay him that amount of money. Um, but I agree with the comparison to Gallagher. Hyman steps up every once in a while in the playoffs, more so than others. Uh, and oh, key goals, especially yeah. in the Boston series. But I just don't think – that's an overpayment, over $5 million. And I saw an interesting tweet. Um from one of the Leafs fan, he said the value of Zach Hyman type players goes away the second they sign a contract north yeah. of $5 million yeah. uh, per year. You don't break the bank on Zach Hyman. You find the next Zach Hyman, which I mostly. Yeah, true. So that, that tweet embodies my view. And then the Toronto have problems. They can, I don't know what they're going to do. And they're, I'm going to go do, but she's asset management's not very good. Yeah. Uh, if I can find, 
Grant McCag, what a guy. Anyways, I don't know why I'm using his tweet. Um, He's good at cap dodgeball, but the asset part of it is not. Like, here. here. How many tweets does this guy fucking have? (laughs) You mentioned the amount of things. You know, let me just, Grant McCag, and I'm just going to search up cap uh, asset. I don't know why I'm struggling. Oh, my God. <laughs> now I can't find it. Anyways. Um, oh, here we go. In a two-year span, the Leafs traded Connor Brown, Kadri Kapanen, Zaitsev Marshmallow, Marlowe 2021st, Johnson 2021st, 3rd, 4th, 5th, and a 7th for one year of CeCe, Harper, Felino, and Barry, Kerfoot, Anderson, Hallander, Hutton, Malgan, and now. Yeah. So, the the asset management, the Marlowe deal was Lamorello's, I know. But yeah, I I don't know what's gonna happen with this team in the off season. I think Simmons is out for sure. Thornton's gone. Justin Hall's gone. Maybe Freddie Anderson is gone. Um, no, Anderson's maybe, gone for sure. He's he's gonna get overpaid by Brian Burke. That's true. You think Burke's gonna bring him to Pittsburgh? Well, Pittsburgh need a new goal. You see what Jari did? He was oh, single-handedly yeah. cost no on that series. There's no way you can recover from that. There's, there's no way. Yeah, I liked Jari before the series, but you don't bring a goalie back who did that. Yeah. And you don't. That, that <laughs> Pittsburgh team, they also got huge, huge things to sort out. I think it is the end of their time, but then you don't really – you can't really – I don't know. They've won, what, three cups with their current core? I mean, two, two, yes, and then you have the one against Detroit, where it's kind of like half, almost ten years in a ten years apart, eight years apart, seven years apart. Yeah. So I'd say it's two different cores, or the same two players, or like four Crosby, players: Crosby, Crosby, Malkin, Flurry, Latang. But then the, the the guys around them were a lot, lot different. Yeah. But um, yeah, the the, the uh, meh. Can't speak English right now. So many teams have a lot of interesting things. In Montreal, too, there's Dano, who I think he deserves over $5 million for what he's done in the playoffs. I know it's a lot for a guy like him, but that's what he's going to need. If he can accept a third-center role um, and let KK, or, uh, yeah, KK and Suzuki take the one and two, I don't know if they're ready, though, Suzuki, for the number one role, which I think Montreal, why they may miss the playoffs next year. I don't think they're ready as to for a big role. But when they do, he's going to be great. And then Tatar's gone. They're not even playing Tatar. He's been a healthy. No, I, yeah. That's five and a half million dollars. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think the Habs next year, they're going to be, I, I don't know. I think they'll get better, but I don't know. I if they'll, they'll too. Just because of the, hopefully the league realigns, but yeah, the league will realign for sure. Yeah. Um, but just weird, weird times in, in Canada for hockey and the, the Oilers. If McDavid does not win a Stanley Cup, I think the Edmonton Oilers really need to just leave the league. They need to just join the ECHL <laughs> because they need to fold. Because I, it's been what? McDavid was drafted in 2015, which is whole lot. I cannot believe he was drafted in 2015. He's still 22 or 23 or 24, whatever. He's young. Um, if they can't manage to win a cup of dry saddle and McDavid, they have some serious, serious things to do. Yeah. Well, Edmonton needs to build around them. Like, seriously. Like, actually legitimately build around them. They're just putting these little pieces in that are one year resolved that aren't really going to resolve the situation. They need to put some permanent pieces in so they can build out from dry saddle and McDavid, I think. 
And they need – I think they need to get a better goalie too. Yeah, apparently need- Mike Smith is coming back. Oh, God. Well, the thing with goalies, you can't overpay in the UFA market for a goalie. You have to draft one. Yeah. You have to actually develop your own goalie. Because when you're in the, the, the free agent market, you're paying for a, a guy who's in his late 20s, right? It's a f- not a fringe starter, but like not a superstar. Like Markstrom, he's a good goalie. Is he like, I don't know. I think they should have got Markstrom last year. I really think they should have spent uh, the money on Jacob Markstrom. Nugent, yeah, Hopkins, is, Nugent Hopkins is probably going to leave. He's gone. Uh, Hyman, apparently. There's rumors of Hyman going. Yeah, someone said a Hyman, Hyman to the Oilers on a 7-6. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Since when did Zach Hyman get valued that high? Sure, good player, but I would sign him at like $4 million. That's the type of money he'd earn. But he's going to want a lot, and he's not taking no hometown deal. Oh, he's not. He's he's either going to take an over – well, I guess an overpayment from the Leafs, or he's out of there. And I don't know. He's not like a Matthews who is 23. He's not going to take a, a cheaper deal or hometown discount like and people need to realize how much money actually means for these guys. Yes, it's a million, but more money makes you more uh, makes you hungry for more money. So you're not gonna if you could possibly get five from somewhere, you're not gonna take a discount to play in a team that's done nothing for you for a million less. Yeah, I I agree. I just yeah, um, yeah. Oilers need an overhaul. Leafs Hyman is gone. I think now Hyman is gone. And then now that we're having do, this discussion, he's gone. Yeah. Um, what do you do with Marner? Because oh boy, I know we talked about this about the game. Some this has been a few days. It's actually been a, exactly a week, exactly a week since game seven. So it's more time to mull over thoughts. Yeah, I Marner. I don't know yet. I this is one of, I've decided on everyone except for Marner because Here, I think there is a there is a market and a trade mar, or trade market out there for him, but I just don't know. If Dubas can find the right deal, here's the point. Here's here's the point. Braden Point is a similar type to Marner. How, wait, how much is Point making? I, I think he, he's making not anywhere near what he should be making because Florida, Ron DeSantis, you know how they work. Their taxes are literally zero. Three years to twenty point five million dollars. So, Jesus. um, signing bonus of thirty five hundred thirty point five million dollars. Cap hit of six point seven five million. Yeah. See, so. he's, he's, a, he's a $10 million player. Brain in point. And he's exactly what – when was he drafted, actually? Well, I wonder what his pick was. Maybe oh, even – actually, he's one of those players where you think he's drafted somewhat not too long ago, but he's actually – Where When was he drafted? What round? No, third overall. I'm oh, sorry, third 2014, year. Yes. 2014, third 2014, round. 2014, third round. Yeah, see? His deal is at 6.75. It's unreal. Um, 5'10, 170. He's 5'10, um, 166. If you look at Mitch Marner for comparison. I saw this comparison earlier. Mitch Marner is six feet, 175. Braden Point plays more physical than Mitch Marner. Braden Point plays like he wants his money. Yeah, and Mitch Marner. Weighs full 10 pounds more than him and is a few feet taller. Yeah, Mitch Marner, he blocked one shot in a game five against Boston. Remember that from a few years ago? And yes, I like, do. All, all the dirty work he's ever done, ever for the Leafs. Blocking a he's, shot in game five. 
He's the type of guy for this team that just sits back and lets the third and fourth line do the dirty work for him. He just he just sits. sits. Which is which is what you cannot have. In yeah, the, exactly. As a that's superstar. what most of this team does actually. The front six. Which for, is again why that's a problem with their core. You got yeah. Phil Deneau blocking a shot up four one with about ten minutes to go in the game last night. I would not see Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner blocking a shot like that. Not a chance. They just let that one go because, oh, yeah, we already had this game in the bag. Why? Yeah. Like, and I still don't – I still can't believe a, the Leafs gave a winger almost $11 million a year. It is. But that is a – I know Marner's a good player, but that is an awful, 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 awful contract for him. I don't know. I don't know. In the contract, I, and then I saw how he played the season, and then – I was like, okay, maybe that's a bit good. Like here, you take, I'm looking at the cap friendly here. The match, Miko Rantanen, his contract, he makes nine million. Rantanen, Rantanen's all a bet, in my opinion, better than Marner. Rantanen makes nine million, almost two million less for a player that's somewhat better. Nikita Kucherov, I don't really want to compare Kucherov because nine and a half million, that's like thirteen million here. Bullshit. Travis Konechny, I don't know why this is a comparison. He makes $5 million. Uh, William Nylander, his contract's not that bad, 6.9. Kyle Connor, who's done nothing in this playoff series, he makes $7 million until 26. Elias Lindholm, Pasternak's contract is the best contract in the league, by the way. Six point six. is a great contract. That's six, amazing. Six, that six, is- six, 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 seven. That is value right there. That is value. Yeah, then Huberdeau, his contract expires. No, it doesn't. It does not expire. He um he's at 5.9 Huberdeau. That's an unreal contract. I don't know. The Leafs have to do something and have to do something about it quickly because you go into next season with the same core. I don't know. Sure, because you're gonna you're gonna get changes first. You're gonna you're gonna get bottom six changes no matter what happens with this team. Due to contracts, Hyman's gonna go. You're gonna lose. You're gonna need a new backup goalie. Simmons is gone. Thorn's gone. All those. Thorn guys. was horrible. I love the. I know you can't predict the future, but all the fans saying, "Ah, Simmons didn't want to go to Montreal. Thank you for not going to Montreal. We got Corey Perry who scored another playoff goal for us." So yeah. I appreciate it. The The bottom six for the Leafs is going to need an overhaul. I said this in the previous episode, too. I think Dubas needs to bring in the same type of guys that he brought in, like Wayne Simmons, Joe Thorne, et cetera, but bring in those same guys, but bring in the ones that won a cup before. Bring in younger ones, too, because, yeah, Montreal. Yeah. Montreal's fourth line, Armia, Stahl, Perry. They're all Stanley Cup champions minus Armia. They all know how to win. Edmondson knows how to win. Toffoli's won a Stanley Cup when his rookie season. He got yes. the uh, – he's the one who shot it off Lungfist pad. Kingsley. Amazing for that. Um, he's won a Stanley Cup. Um, Weber actually is – if they win tonight, it's his first ever appearance in the third round. That's interesting. First yeah, ballot Hall of Famer, he, baby. He wasn't in the Nashville uh, glory days, really, to be No, because they, they, they made the Subban trade that same year, which yeah. I still – I don't know – I think I still would make the Subban trade over again, all because Weber's contract's actually easy to move. 
next year yeah. or starting in two years because Subban was not valuable. Weber was valuable last year and the year before. This year is kind of shit. Playing good, though, in the playoffs with Chirac. But Weber, uh, Subban is nothing. I no, don't know. Subban, after that one or two years in Nashville, he just disappeared almost. Well, like, he got hurt. He, his last yeah. game in Montreal was him getting carried off on a stretcher. Yeah. So, I don't know. They're... This uh, the Leafs have to make a lot of moves in the offseason for them to be competitive or try to win a cup because it's going to yeah. be if if this group doesn't win a cup, it is they'll be legends still. Marner, uh, Matthews will be a least legend. I, I, if I we don't if we don't win a if we don't make it to the conference finals, it's going to be the biggest disappointment in like recent hockey history. And yeah. well, why would yeah. Matthews want to come if they don't get past at least the conference finals or at least the second <laughs> round in the next three years? Why would Matthews ever want to stay on this team? There's no reason for any of them to come back. Like, like I see why now. Yeah, sure. Still young. The, the, the couple contending window is not, o- not over. But the experience. The next year, you're still going to have that hump to get over again. Uh, first round. Yeah. You beat Toronto. You lose to Winnipeg. You, you made it past the first round. That The demons for that are gone. Uh, now just focus on. I'm tired. Uh, now focusing on the next stage of their um, – their playoff run. But I don't know. It's it's weird. The Leafs, again, I don't understand how they do it. And now it looks like an even bigger missed opportunity with Winnipeg. I, 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 I don't like saying that, and I do, because I think Montreal deserves a lot of credit for what they've been able to do for Winnipeg and stop yeah. them, really. But Winnipeg hasn't played well either. Both teams no. have. Montreal's been playing amazing. Winnipeg has played uh, like complete shit in the show. <laughs> yeah, if I think of the Leafs, uh, were to advance and move on to the second round, I think that we would be up two to one. I think Winnipeg might have gotten one game from us for maybe yeah that um game two because I don't think game two I don't think the Leafs would have shut out Winnipeg in that game. No, but yeah, I think we would have been up two one right now, and we probably would win tonight and run away with the series. But that's a story for another universe. An yeah. Universe. Uh, but predictions before we end this one, I'm going to go with Montreal getting the sweep tonight. Um, Winnipeg look out of it. They don't. They don't. Like, I don't. Looking, sure, teams have come back from three. Only four teams have ever done it. But Montreal looks so dominant where you win 5-1. You're still without Mark Shifley. Stasi's not 100%. Patriot, I don't know the status of him. Yeah, hopefully he's okay. I think he might be out. He's game time. So yeah. not 100%. Carey Price is in goal. Um, Winnipeg don't look in it. They got killed last night. They just frustration with Dubois. What an, when was the last time both teams lost a trade? I have no idea. Because, <laughs> because now let, me, let me try to think of another loss, loss trade that both teams didn't get anything from it. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember the last time. The best win-win trade in sports history is Diggs and Jefferson. I'll always say that. But um, last time both teams lost a trade, I don't know. But Lion has been garbage in Columbus. Tortorella's gone. Dubois has been non-existent. Yeah. As I, I think Montreal is going to win tonight. I think they're going to complete the sweep. Jet, the Jets' defense looks so bad. Yeah, you M- Montreal. You're letting, you're letting Montreal get like two and ones in you. Toronto did not do that. Anyways, yeah. moving on. Avalanche, Golden Knights, that game is tomorrow at 9. I'm going to go with – I don't know. I'm going to go with the Avs. 
I think they will finally. I think they'll kick it back into gear after two really, really bad games. Yeah, I think they're gonna kick it back. I I think they'll win. Not I don't know about the series. So no, I don't know about the series either. But I know they'll win that. Game. I think I think they'll get like I, this is my prediction. I think they're gonna win four three in overtime. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. I think it'll go yes, to overtime. I'm gonna go five three regulation empty netter. I hope it goes to overtime. I hope like five OTs. Amazing. Yes. Um, Bruins Islanders. Back in Boston, I don't. This is a really, really tight series. It's been one of my favorite to watch because of the crowds. I love. I, I say what you want, but I love the Bruins crowd. That building, especially yeah. when they score. I don't know something about it, just special. I'm gonna go Islanders three two though in overtime. I'm gonna take uh, the Islanders. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go Islanders four two, not in overtime. I think they might get a dirty goal in the end. And, and then, then tomorrow. Lightning, Hurricanes. I'm going to go Lightning, finish it off. Yeah, Lightning, finish it off. 5-2. Uh, I'm going to go overtime 4-3. Uh, <laughs> you know, 3-2. I do not see them scoring more than two in Vasilevsky, but just... Then conference final. I'm going to start. I'm going to go predict the conference final now because why not? I'll do the next episode or keep updating my predictions. Montreal and Colorado in the conference final. Colorado winning five. Um, they're just too good. I think Montreal's game plan would work well, though. Having to know stop the McKinnon rant on nine, I think if they can stop Matthews and Marner, I think they can stop um, McKinnon at to an extent, not completely, yeah. not McKinnon's like they didn't run be one. totally, totally covered. I think, but I think he can do a good job. Uh, uh, then Bruins and I'm gonna go. Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> I'm I picking the, the Islanders to win, but then the Bruins are just a really, really good, good hockey team. I'm going to take the Bruins to come back down 3-2 to face the Lightning. Lightning play Colorado look final. Lightning win in seven in a quadruple overtime. <laughs> I want that so badly. I want a game seven. I need to see at least one game seven of the Stanley Cup final going to overtime in my life. Not Montreal, it, though, please. No. <laughs> Unless they win. Unless they win. I'm going to say Montreal finishes off tonight. Colorado wins the next two games. Uh, one of them is going to be in overtime, though. And then I'm going to say abs and – I'm want. i going to hope for the sweep chain to continue, so I'm going to say abs and four. Yeah, I don't, don't – I like don't, the sweep chain. Don't – I don't I'm going to say – I'm going to say Boston comes back also down 3-2, and Tampa finishes it off tonight. Um, and then I'm going to say lightning in seven in overtime. In game seven. Yeah, I hope so. Um I, I like I like the Islanders. I just think the Boston Bruins have too much scoring talent. Yeah. When you, but then I will finish Frog. I want to speak about that shitty little fight that went on last <laughs> night. Oh, I feel bad for the people who paid for that. I know I'm never gonna pay for Canada. shit. Unbelievable. Um $50 then you got, in Canada. Then you got that the dumbass. Was it Jake Paul? Yeah, it was Logan Paul. Jake Paul yes, my brother beat. Well, yeah, uh, my brother beat. In, in what way? In what way did he beat Floyd Mayweather? Floyd Mayweather, or Logan Paul had, I think it was two significant body shots the entire fight. He was Eight. seven of 73 in his jabs. Yeah, I know. I mean, do not call <laughs> this guy a good boxer. I know. Shit. He did yeah. get knocked up by Floyd Mayweather. Good for you. He has to like reach all the way up that to hit you in the head. Yeah. I it's on and then and then apparently yeah. <laughs> Floyd Mather knocked him out and then he knocked him and then he kept him up. I'm not sure if you've seen the video, but he hit him in the head. I watched the fight, unfortunately. I watched some of it. 
Uh, I regret it. And it was a waste of time. I illegally streamed it, and it was a waste of time. I feel wasted. I should just watch the rest of that Mexico game. <laughs> I, I hate the Paul brothers. I cannot stand them. I, I hate both of them because of their cringiness and on Team 10 from back when we were in grade 7 in 2017. It's cringe. What a they time make me... to be alive. <laughs> and then Floyd Mayweather, if he really wanted to, he just punch him in the face two seconds into the fight. It's over. Okay? I, I, he... I don't respect him anymore than I did before. No. I don't care that he went eight rounds. I don't care. The only reason Floyd Mayweather – was in the fight was for the money. He didn't. You can tell he was obviously. Like he was. He. I don't know if you watched the post fight press conference. I did. I watched. Uh, my bank account's way bigger. All yeah. This. I mean, yes, it, you. But we want to see you try. Like I wanted to see Logan Paul knocked out so bad. I did too. But then at the end of it, there's probably an agreement. Like, let it go eight rounds. We want our money. Yeah. We want our viewers. Yeah. They were just hugging the whole time. Yeah. It's like, just hurry up and, like, kiss her out of here or something because there's something <laughs> on with the two of them constantly hugging to each other. Um, and other sporting news, because I'm just going on with a sports podcast for today with some hawk and other stuff. The NBA playoffs, game seven between Dallas. Um, Kawhi is insane. He has returned to his Toronto form. I, I caught the game yesterday. I watched some of it. I watched. Why on earth is there a game seven at 3.30 p.m. on a <laughs> Sunday afternoon? The game before it, though, was great. Okay. I've said the NBA is boring. And I've said the playoffs suck. Let's take a look at how the first round went. Philly wins 4-1. Atlanta wins 4-1. Milwaukee wins 4-0. Brooklyn wins 4-1. Utah win 4-1. LA win 4-3. Denver win 4-2. Phoenix win 4-2. Yeah. I think the second round is going to be better. This Bucks net series is going to be... You're cutting out. Your internet is amazing right now. Um, but yeah, I do. I do think the second round is going to be. You back now? Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> okay. Um, orange roll Wi-Fi, incredible. Um, I, know, right? I I do think the second round is going to be better. So I'm so happy. I, I don't like Brampton sometimes, but the 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 Wi-Fi here is fantastic. Um, <laughs> so it's worth it. Um, Utah, LA, that's going to be a good one. That's tomorrow. Denver and Phoenix, that'll be a good one as well. And then the Atlanta game, the Atlanta-Philly game. I caught the end of it. I was so surprised. I'm surprised Atlanta didn't choke in the first round. And they were up by like 15 with two minutes to go and somehow nearly lost that game yesterday. Oh. It, yeah, I think Atlanta, I, a lot of people on NBA Twitter, all the toxic people on NBA Twitter and all that, they're going to say, oh, yeah, Sixers and five, Sixers and five. I think Atlanta has a legitimate chance to win this. Obviously, I still think that they're going to lose. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say Sixers and seven, which is an unpopular pick. Yeah, I'm going to go in, I'm going to go in seven because Atlanta – or six or seven because Atlanta is good, but they're also the, an Atlanta sports team. They yes. can't have nice things. Milwaukee, I'm going to go Brooklyn in seven or seven. I'm going to go because I don't have Harden. Utah, LA, Utah in six. Uh, Phoenix in seven. I don't know too much about the NBA. It's my weakest – Sports uh, outlook. It's not outlook. That's weird word. <laughs> we we weakest league. It's the word yes. looking for. The weakest. I, I posted sport. my predictions on Twitter. So I said Jazz and seven. It's going to be close. Kawhi and is going to make this close, and if the supporting cast can come through in at least some of the games, it's going to be close. But I think the Clippers will be eliminated because the Jazz are just too good. 
Um, I think I said Suns and six over the Nuggets. I said Nets and six, but I'm starting to think maybe it'll the Bucks will push it to one more game. And then I said Sixers and seven. So. And now after just looking at we're gonna look at some baseball. I've not. Have you done your your ballot yet for the uh, All Star game? No, I have yet to do that. I ain't going to do that soon. Uh, maybe I'll do it after we look at this here. Why not? Um, but right now, uh, the American League East, Tampa Bay are in first with a one-game lead at 38-23 and 23 over the, the Boston Red Sox. The Jays in third, 30-27, six games back. with a plus 36 run differential. Thank you, Charlie Montoyo, for losing us about 10 games in the ninth inning this year. New York Yankees look god-awful. It's hilarious. Please give us Cole. Uh, they're 31-29. and 29. Actually, do I want Cole? Doesn't he have like a 13-year contract? Yeah, it's like, no, I don't think it's 13. I want to say it's 10, but it's... No, thanks. Never mind. Um, Still way too long. Baltimore shit. 21 (laughs) and 38. Chicago lead their division. That division is a bit of a joke, too. Yeah. Chicago lead uh, the division by four games, 36-23. Cleveland are four back, 31 and 26. KC are just over 500. They were amazing at the start, then lost like 15 in a row. Detroit sit yes. at 24 and 35 and Minnesota. What a disappointment Minnesota are. The only thing of notice they've done um, was the Yerman Mercedes thing. The, Minnesota uh, is so bad this year. I thought they would be. Yeah. Ha- Minnesota has lost the biggest sports chokers in the 20th, in, in the 21st century with Atlanta sports teams. Atlanta sports. I was going to say Minnesota, the Leafs. Yeah. Minnesota have lost 17 straight playoff games. That's yeah, ridiculous. That's, that's insane. You have to get at least lucky one of the times, no? Yeah. I mean, it feels like the Leafs. That's what I say about the Leafs. You got to get lucky once. Well, you. it's a game. It's not like it's a series. You need, I know, but you need more than the luck to win a round. I know. But to win well, we one playoff once. game. We're up 3 1. So yeah, we, I know. That really? is true. <laughs> um, AL West. Ending, the AL West, you got Oakland at 35-26. Houston, the I hope Houston cheaters. don't win. The Cheaters are 33-26. They are plus, oh, nice. Plus 69. Run different. Nice. Uh, Seattle are shit. Again, wow, surprising. 30, the Angels 31. are just terrible. How are the Angels this bad? <laughs> I haven't looked at these standings in a while. The Angels, it, they they are a laughable franchise. They have arguably the best player in baseball. They have, they have the two best players in baseball, Mike yeah. Trout and Otani. And, and they somehow manage to screw it up every single year. They can't even get over they need five. They need starting pitching. They need – I don't understand why they didn't go no. in all for tra- Trevor Bauer. At least somebody, their pitching is awful. And the Poverty Rangers are terrible. And the Rangers. Uh, With their nice. 100% capacity stadium. How nice to see them. Shit. Um, they're either <laughs> blowing games in the playoffs or being complete awful. Neither, no in between. <laughs> the New York Mets lead this pathetic NL East division, which I thought would be a lot better. It, it's close. It's just a bad di- division. It's, it's yeah. Close, but no, Declan uh, got kicked out for some reason. But I'm going to keep going on here while I wait. For, actually, I'm going to pause for a second while I wait for him to come back. Hold on. Just give me. All right, go ahead. Okay, we're back. Sorry about that. We're going to be taking a look. Um, actually, I need to finish the uh, standings in the MLB. The National League, uh, the Mets lead the division. It's it's a pretty bad division, 29-30, uh, uh, 29-23 Atlanta. Marcelo Zuna, what an asshole. 
Hope he goes to jail. Um, Philadelphia, 28 and 30. Miami, 25 and 33. Um, Washington, 24 and 32. Hey, that sounds like where they were when they won the World Series. Hmm. Uh, not happening this year, though. Um, Chicago, they've been on fire. They, uh, they're they tied for the division. Milwaukee's been on fire recently. They're 9-1. Then you got St. Louis. Nice. Losers of five. Cincinnati winners of four, but they're still all – they're below 500. Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh. I no need to say more. Absolute poverty team right there. San Francisco. Okay. I, I've this, not, is the, this is I've a looked. I've now looked at these. I've now looked at these standings <laughs> for a while. I, I I watch the Jays once in a while. Not really when there's hockey going on. I'll start watching them in the middle of July, August when there's nothing yeah. else on. San Francisco are 37 and 22. Is Johnny Cueto like gone back 10 years or something? Um, <laughs> they have a two-game lead on San Diego and three on LA, and then Colorado suck and Arizona suck. I have one thing to say about the NL West. Everyone at the beginning of the season, oh, yeah, this is going to be back and forth, San Diego, L.A., Dodgers. Who the hell would have thought San Francisco would be leading the division, let not alone even, leading for the division title? Not even San Francisco fans. We'll see how this goes the second half of the season because the All-Star game is, what, in a month or so? Yeah. We all know how the second half of the season goes. You get into the summer months, everything's different. With the wild card standings, the leaders are Tampa Bay, Chicago, Oakland, and Boston, Houston. The Jays are two back of the wild card in the AL. But then that is a really big mix in that wild card race. Well, got to be Houston. I think the Boston are for sure going to I think Boston are going to host the wild card game this year. That's my prediction for now. Tampa Bay, Chicago, Oakland, they're all going to win the division. Actually, no. Houston's going to win the division. I can just tell. Then you're going to have to battle it out in the wild card with Cleveland, Oakland, New York Yankees. And KC, but they'll fall off again. So it's really just a it, it's really a fourteen battle for the second wild card spot between Houston, Oakland, Toronto, New York, Cleveland. Yeah. But yeah. we'll see. See where that takes us in the NL. New York Mets lead. This is a, this is weird because the um, there's a division tie. New York lead the NL uh, East. I think they will win the division. They're just too good. Um, Degrom is unreal. He's so good. I watched. I caught the game on Saturday night with the Padres. He's unreal. Oh, it was um, Chicago Milwaukee tied for the division. Uh, I'm just gonna say Chicago leads the division. Milwaukee um, San Francisco lead theirs. Wild card game. Imagine a wild card game between San Diego and Los Angeles. My God, that'd be the highest watched all the wild card game in history of the entire league. I love that. It'd be so good. Yeah, Chicago Milwaukee game back. St. Louis three and a half back. And Atlanta 5. Atlanta actually went up 3-1 in the NLCS just to miss the playoffs a year later. Uh, oh, well. Okay, now on to the <laughs> All-Star ballot. First base in the AL, I'm going Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Me too. Then first base in the NL, we'll do AL, we'll do each position. I'm going to go hmm, – I've not watched too much baseball this year. I've watched a lot of it, but I'm going to go Jesus Aguilar. Uh, those numbers, 265, 12 home runs, 44 ribbies, 818 OPS. That looks good to me. I, I, would go, I would go Hosmer or Muncy, but I think it might be Aguilar. Just, I don't know. Muncy has 13 home runs, Hosmer with five, but I think it'll be Aguilar probably. Yeah, I'm going to go with Aguilar because those numbers are great. Especially Again, I second, I, I also have not watched too much baseball. so. Now, second baseman. Um. Let's take a look here at these guys. 
Then you guys Marcus can Simeon. Um, I'm not going to Marcus Simeon, but I'm glad that he's up there. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I want to go Semyon. I really do. I really want to go Marcus Semyon. No, I'm going Marcus Semyon. I'm going Marcus. You know what? Me too. Or uh, or maybe Lemayhu or Magic. Lemayhu's had a really bad year though. Yeah, I I'm not going Jose Altuve though. I will. I hate that guy. (laughs) Hate him. Anyways, player from the Houston Cheaters. Yeah, never. Second baseman for the um, NL. I'm gonna have to go Ozzy Albies. So that's my pick for now, but let's keep taking a look at this list. Ryan McMahon's had a really solid year. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Ozzy. An, another underrated pick, I think. You're gonna Segura? Yeah. Okay. Third base. Kevin Biggio. No, why is he an option? Why on earth is Kevin Biggio an option? 205, three homers, eleven RBI, 630 OPS. Please leave. I want a starting pitcher. Um on this team, uh, I'm, go- I'm going Rafa Devers. That's why it. does Rafael Devers look like a 15 year old kid in the in his picture? But I'm going <laughs> Devers. <laughs> um, Chris Bryant. I'm gonna take Chris Bryant. Yeah, that's that. Those stats are just too good. 309. He's hitting 309. 13 homers. 38. And then I gotta go Xander Bogarts for the shortstop in the AL. I have to go Xander Bogarts. 318. Yeah. The Red Sox. What a surprise they've been. Don't like him. Even so good. Surprised. Then in the National League, I'm gonna go I'm Happy Bias. I'm go- oh wait, never mind. I forgot. To I'm team. going to Tatis. Let me look at his numbers. Sevi, I wouldn't go to Tatis. I, 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 I really like Bias though. 14 homers, two forward, not the greatest. 39 are home runs. You got Tatis, who's at 17 home runs, 39. His OPS is a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna go to Tatis just because of the OPS. Yeah. Because you got, I know these aren't the greatest stats to look at. I know people who actually watch baseball and advanced stats are not going to like me for this, but I don't. I'm not good with advanced the, stats. I hate the math. analytics people. Yeah, I I hate math. So if you tell me something for analytics, I'm probably going to agree with you and say, okay, you're right, because I don't know a lot about it. But I'm not going to base my decisions <laughs> and my opinions on it. Okay, catcher, AL. Why is Danny Jansen? Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go Sal Perez though. Al Perez. Oh, wow, he's been really good. Um, yeah. Grandal's hitting a 153. Good job, buddy. You're hitting, <laughs> you're hitting worse than Danny Jansen. I don't even know if that's possible. Danny Jansen is literally just there for catching. What it, an awful job, Roberto Perez. I know, I know catchers. I'm going Perez because catchers are, don't really hit. But come yeah. on, man. I know that I know the baseballs are crap this year but seriously 224 for garver 153 grandel 157 jansen maldonado at a 163 murphy 222 perez roberto 131 wilson ramos he's good he's hitting 200 gary sanchez is in 200 suzuki the maga loser he's hitting 200 louis torrent is hitting 173 torino 246 like what the what is going on with the baseball <laughs> it's just oh pathetic from catchers salvador president only would even deserve consideration into the NL. Okay, this is this looks a lot better. What is with AL catchers? My God, Buster Posey. I'm going Buster Posey. That man has woken up. Three thirty-three for how old's the guy? Uh, I he's in his mid thirties. I want to say he's he's no young man. That's for I'm, sure. I'm gonna go thirty-four. He's thirty-four. Wow. Yeah, I'm going Buster Posey as well. 
Okay. DA or outfield. For the AL, we get to pick three of them. Uh, we're going to go Adolis Garcia. I don't know what the hell that is. I do kind of. I want to pick Randall Grichuk. But I'm not going to. Um, I'll take T. Oscar over him. He's been... Adolis Garcia, what a surprise he's been. The Rangers need something to be happy about once Gallo gets traded in July. Yeah. But I'm going to go... Buxton was really good before he got hurt. Hitting 370. He got hurt though. Yeah. Mm, this is this is tough. I think I really, I'm gonna pick I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Trout and I think he's gonna get in just because he's Mike Trout. But he doesn't just I don't think I don't I don't he's hurt. I don't think he deserves it. No, anyway, I, I'm gonna I don't know. I just don't I don't really think he does, but <laughs> that's my view. Um then Miles Straw Verdugo would be a nice pick. This is this is the hardest one in my opinion because a lot of guys. Because I, I I know picking based off these numbers of RBIs and home runs isn't accurate for yeah. judging baseball players, but it's all this website will give us. If I click the player, no, I can't even click the player to bring up his advanced stats. No, nope. um, you know what? I'm just gonna go Bridget for one of my picks. Um, I'm uh, gonna go Michael Brantley. Regrettably, ah. Uh, and I'm going to go – I don't know who to pick for the third spot. I'm debating between Benintendi, Verdugo, and even Cedric Mullins. Like, See, Trout would have been, been in the All-Star game, wasn't for injury, but he's hurt. He hasn't yeah. shown. I think it's unfair to these other guys who have produced during that time. Yeah. Um, it just sucks to be hurt. Uh, I'm going to go and take Aaron Judge. That, yeah, that'll be my third pick. That's safe pick, too. Like, Yeah, he's 14 homers. He had a rough stretch, but he's hitting almost 300. You can't deny he's been great. Um, <laughs> see, I don't want to take – I'm going to go Andrew Benintendi. Actually, am I? I don't know. This is this is really tough. <laughs> really tough. There's a bunch of guys here. Byron Buxton, see, he would have deserved it if he didn't get hurt, but I'm not picking an injured player. Okay? I'm not picking – if we go – we can actually move around here to average. Who's has the best average in the uh, in the outfield? That's Buxton. Trout, but I don't like batting average either as a stat to judge hitters. No. I don't like any of these stats, really. But my third guy, I'm based off RBIs. I'm going Randall Gritchuk. He has the most RBIs out of any outfielder. So we got Judge, Gritchuk, Garcia, National League, Jesse Winkler, Ronald Acuna. Yeah, sorry, I, not sorry. I might even put Castellanos in there. As that's a deep drive filled up by Castellanos, which will make it a 4 nothing ball game. Yes. I don't know if I'll ever be putting on this headset again. If it's for my bosses at Fox or wherever. What a, what a what an amazing Why is Bryce Harper there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not voting Bryce Harper. I'm sorry. No, I got Winkler, Acuna, Castellanos. That's my guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even Catel Mar or Catel Marte would be a solid pick, I think. I mean, DH, uh, Shohei Otani. Oh yeah. Not even going to. Well, let me look at the. There's Yerman, Mercedes, uh, Austin Meadows, JD Mar Martinez, Jordan Alvarez, Lords Guriel. Now nah, we're going Shohei Otani. That's yeah. That's a no doubter. That should be nearly unanimous. So, phase one. 
is your uh, helping your favorites advance. And then June 28th, we will do another episode around then, around Canada Day, for the starter vote for the All-Stars uh, thing. So here I'm going to go over my picks. This has been a really long episode, but it's our first one where we're just really taking a look at all sports. Vladimir Guerrero is my pick for first base. Second base, Marcus Simeon. Third, Devers. Shortstop, Bogarts. Catcher, Perez. Grichuk, Adolis Garcia, Aaron Judge, Neofield with Otani as DDH. You go now? You, you say you're AL? Yeah. So for first base, I have Burrell. Uh Second base, I'm going to take Madrigal. I said this before, I think. Yeah. And take Madrigal. What a guy. Yeah. And I'm going to take um, – for third base, I'm going to take Moncada. Uh, for shortstop, I think Xander Bogarts, no doubt for sure. Catcher, I said Sal Perez. Um, my three outfielders, I think I decided on uh, T. Oscar, Aaron Judge, and I Adolis Garcia. And for DH, I have Shohei Otani. Okay, I'm going to move on to the end. Oh, I thought I – nice. I think I just completely screwed this over by accidentally swiping to the left on my page. <laughs> uh, now it's not going to let me just re- let me open this up again. Looks like I know who I uh, picked. If the website doesn't reload, because again, my internet for some reason has been really bad. Here, I can do mine first. Yeah, you, you read off yours while I wait. Yeah. For first base, I have Jesus Aguilar for uh, the NL. For second base, I, I, don't know, I don't know who I picked. I didn't pick anyone for this one. Hold on. Uh, John Segura for second base. I ha- think I picked. Uh, why did I not pick anything for this one either? Okay, I will pick now. I have Chris Bryant for third. Um, for shortstop, I had Tatis. I know that. Uh, for catcher, I have Buster Posey. And outfield, I think I said Castellanos, Starling Marte, and Acuna Jr. And then, yeah, no DH in the NL yet. So. Yeah, that's a joke. I'm going to talk about that while I'm fixing my picks here because the website decides to shit itself on me um i think the nl really needs the dh I, I think it's completely i don't care for the tony la russas of the world it's the game blah 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 blah. shut up i want to see hitters hit the ball i don't want to yeah. see a, a pitcher whiffing on a three straight pitches like it's a wiffle ball i want to see actual there, competitive hitting stand there take the strike stand there take the walk try and get a walk i don't the way the DH used to be is there the AL and NL used to not play each other. That's why there was one and the other, and that's why it was so unique. But now we have the interleague series, and now with the pandemic, we have even more of the last uh, year's even further further playing each other. Yeah, exactly. And they just played each other almost half the time. So now it's not unique. So I mean, there's no need for non-DH. Like there's no need for a pitcher to hit in the NL. Yeah. Like, so I'm gonna. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go to my NL picks. I got Aguilar first, Ozzy Albies at second, third, Chris Bryant, shortstop, Tatis Jr., face to baseball, without a doubt. Catcher, yes. Buster Posey. Imagine that a White Sox team with Tatis instead of James Shields. Amazing trade. Um, outfield, uh, Jesse Winkler, Acuna Castellanos. Review and submit. Um, I have to put all my details in here and then I can submit this thing. Um, yeah, I can't wait for the All-Star game. Happy it's in Colorado. Uh, Atlanta, you know, the, the political stuff. 
blah, 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 blah. Cancel culture gives a shit. Uh, it's an all-star game. I'd rather in Colorado anyways, because of course field home run derby. Um, who do you know who are the people actually going to the home run derby? Um, I don't, I don't think did they decide yet or not? Because Guerrero, uh, Guerrero was robbed a few years ago. Oh, I know. He hit more home runs, so he's going to be gassed. The the best home run derby I've ever watched was the one with Aaron Judge, though. That one was amazing. I love that one. I think they juiced the balls in that one. How would they do again? Why the hell not? So, like, like please juice it again. Yeah. They should they should do the juice balls for the home run derbies. Yeah, so the all I can the all-star game is on the 13th, I think, no? Uh yeah. No, the, what the, is it the 12th or the 14th? I'm pretty sure. Um and will be that's a weekday, apparently. Why is it a weekday? It's a weekday. Are you serious, MLB? That's July. It is July 13th. I thought there was going to be a weekend. What? Okay. It is the middle of the summer, but like still. Yeah, I know. Anyways, the managers for this game are Kevin Cash and Dave. Oh, yeah, because they do the old World Series managers. He's probably going to pull a starter after six innings. I wonder if he'll do that. Anyways, that's it. Uh, I think we've covered a lot of a lot of stuff in today's episode. So hope you guys all enjoy, and we'll see you back for the next one. Hopefully, it's tomorrow. Me recapping a Montreal Canadiens conference final appearance. We'll see you all later. Thanks for listening.